This is the Read Your Bible Podcast, the daily podcast designed to help you understand and apply the scriptures. Nothing will grow your relationship with Jesus Christ more than studying the Bible for yourself. I'm your host, Drew Tankersley, and for the next few moments, I want to invite you to join me as we dive into God's Word together. We'll ask God to help us see what He wants us to see so that we can be who He wants us to be. What is a goat demon? Well, Leviticus 17 actually talks about how the Israelites prostituted themselves with goat demons. On today's podcast, we'll talk about it and how we can avoid the goat demons in our own life. Join us as we dive in together. We're looking in verse 7 of chapter 17. They must no longer offer their sacrifices to the goat demons that they have prostituted themselves with. This will be a permanent statute for them throughout their generations. Leviticus 17 describes for us more specifics as to the nature of the sacrifices of the people. It prescribes for the Israelite people how they are to offer. Remember, the fellowship offering was a particular offering to God out of gratitude for fellowship with him. It's the one mentioned here in Leviticus 17. It was provided only after the priest had offered first a sin offering for himself and a burnt offering for the people. In slaughtering the lambs provided for these two offerings, God had forgiven first the sins of the priest and then the people. And then they were all in fellowship with God after he had atoned for their sins. They were to offer this sacrifice as a part of that fellowship in celebration. But that fellowship only lasted for three days. It would be a time of fellowship and celebration where the people would recognize their relationship to God and rejoice in that right standing with him. These sacrifices had to be offered in the Lord's presence before his tabernacle, according to verses 5 and 6. They were not allowed to offer those sacrifices out in the desert on their own, but it had to be in the Lord's presence amid the Now, there is a particular reason for this. They were to burn, as part of this sacrifice, the fat of the animals in the Lord's presence as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Now, we've seen this fat sacrificed with other offerings as well, and there's a good reason for that. Now, all of this will culminate soon, so just hang with me for a minute. Fat is the excess of what is necessary for the sustaining of life. Dietitians and nutritionists tell us that glucose or sugar that is not used as fuel for the body is turned into fat and stored. It is more than is necessary for survival. The Jews saw this excess as fat or favor from God that belonged to him. Consequently, they were to burn it unto the Lord. They surrendered the excess to God because he was the one that gave them more than they had deserved. When it came to their fellowship offerings, that signified their proper relationship with God. The burning of the animal's fat was a recognition that God was the one who gave them increase. It was his grace that had given them more than they needed for survival. Now, this was why sacrificing to the goat demons in the wilderness was viewed as prostitution according to God. This was a people who had been redeemed by God. They were his chosen people. He was to be the lover of their souls. And so when they sacrificed the fat 
to goat demons, it was as if they were cheating on God. What was to be viewed as a sacrifice of gratitude to the God who had given them more than they deserved was instead offered to goat demons who originated from Egypt. It's like it's easier to take the people out of Egypt than Egypt out of the people. One final note, the goat demon sacrifices, according to custom, was to be offered in the plains of the wilderness. This is why history reveals that the Pharaoh would allow slaves of different religions a three-day reprieve from the labor to sacrifice to their gods in the wilderness. This was what Moses initially requested. Even though God had told him that they were going to bring the people out of Egypt altogether, Moses could only muster up enough courage to request a three-day weekend. But God instead longed to be worshipped by his people, with his people, among his people, not in Now, all of this is especially applicable to us, and we should consider it. We, too, are called to offer our lives as living sacrifices to God. This is to be done out of gratitude, similar to a fellowship offering, because our sins have been atoned for through the sacrifice of Jesus as our guilt offering before God. We have been saved through this offering. Our sins have been forgiven through the offering of Jesus. And our lives are now fellowship offerings given to God as appreciation for the eternal atonement given to us through Jesus Christ and his mediatory work as our great high priest. This is why Paul said in Romans 12 that we should present our bodies as a living sacrifice to God, holy and acceptable unto him. So then, now that we have been redeemed, we have to ask ourselves, what kind of sacrifice are we bringing to God in gratitude for our right standing with him? Are we offering the fat of our lives? This excess is because of God's grace in giving us more than we deserve to him. Or are we instead running to the wilderness to sacrifice that excess to goat demons that everybody else is prostituting their lives with? We have to remember, like Israel, we are a chosen people whose lives have been redeemed from the very slavery to this world. We are God's covenant people who have been delivered and are being led to our promised homeland that we have been given eternally. It's a new exodus for us. We have been guided through the wilderness and God has redeemed our lives and has not just given us what we needed or deserved in the forgiveness of our sins because of his love, but has also given us more than we deserve. We've been given manna from heaven that is the word of God given for our every need. He has given us abundant excess in our lives. The evidence of a grace of a loving God who longs to be in relationship with us. And we dare not take that excess and sacrifice it to the gods of this world. Or we're just as guilty of such prostitution in our own lives. This is a lesson worth remembering. We also need to see that the sacrifice of our lives should be given in the context of the Christian community. We are a covenant people, the church of the living God. Therefore, the gifts of our lives to God in service to him should not be done in the context of the wilderness by ourselves doing our own thing. It should be done in the context of the local church. 
When we give of the excess of our lives as our fellowship offering to God in gratitude for the extra that he has given us, that offering is to be given in the context of Christian community, the church of the living God. And we dare not run off to our own spacious fields of idolatry and sacrifice to the gods of amusement and entertainment the excess that belongs to our God because of his provenient grace in our life. When we give our resources and our time and our abilities, all of these should be given in the context of community with God and his people as fellowship offerings in appreciation for the grace that not only saves us, but also gives us more than what we deserve. Jesus, as we think about these things, this is such a powerful picture. Forgive us for giving to the gods of this world the extra that belongs to you first for all that you have done for us. You have delivered us from bondage, promised us a homeland, led us through the wilderness, provided us with more than we need. So Lord, help us to willingly and joyfully present our lives as living sacrifices, as fellowship offerings to the God who made us right with him. And may that offering be given in the context of God's covenant community. And may we ever live with gratitude for all that you have done. Help us to be done with the goat demons of our idolatry and with the wilderness in which they are sacrificed for. And help us to live in Christian community together, giving our lives as sacrifices to a God for whom we are eternally grateful because of all that he has done for us. We ask this in your name and for your glory. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today for the Read Your Bible podcast. For the show notes to today's episode, please visit readyourbible.info. While you're there, you can listen to past episodes as well as access a host of additional resources designed to help you grow in your faith. It's all there for you at readyourbible.info. That's readyourbible.info. For more information about South Seminole Baptist Church, just go to southseminole.com. Have a great weekend. Join us on Monday as together we help you learn to read your Bible.